It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. Uh, Debbie Kiever and I are so excited to be concluding this series on What's Your Story? Because as we have been sharing about the chapters that we like in our stories, the chapters that seem to be where everything is going well, and then those chapters that are challenging, yet character is developed in us in a new and amazing way, we have really had a time to reflect even on our personal stories. I know we've talked in this podcast before about the importance of having community and the importance of having friends uh, that also are like-minded about the things of God. And Debbie and I have the gift of having each other for that uh, very purpose. But I think it's very important to understand that when we kind of read our stories or when we share our stories or talk about our stories, we are called... Um, or encouraged to engage with other people in our stories, kind of like we're all sitting together in a book club. And so today's episode is called The Book Club, because let's face it, we all have stories to tell and we all want to share what God is doing in our lives in new and powerful ways. Now, book clubs are an interesting place to be, and honestly, books are an interesting thing to be a part of. Many of you know that I have had the opportunity for the past, honestly, three years to be working on a book that is just being released now, and it's called Unshakable God. Now, while I'm very excited about the content, I'm very excited about the opportunity to share part of my story, part of my testimony in this uh, new work for me, this new experience. While I have learned that what goes into writing a story or publishing a book is nothing short of a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of editing, uh, a lot of changes, and there are twists and turns at every part of the journey. In fact, it's just interesting because I think you probably could write a book about writing a book. And I'm sure people probably have already done that. But I was really reflecting as we're talking today about sharing our story and inviting other people into our story that as stressful and as many edits as there were and as much time as it took to get the story written and published as stressful and as much of a struggle as that was that's almost equally as stressful or scary or uh, a place of uncertainty when you release that book and you put it out because once you release or share what is on your heart once you put it out there for other people to view, you know, that sounds like the fun part because others are going to join in on your journey, but you are exposing your heart. You are sharing your soul. You are giving another person the opportunity to reject your story or to encourage your story, to validate your story, or to say that your perspective on your very own story is incorrect. So it's really easy, I think, when we talk about sharing our testimony or inviting people into our story, inviting people into our, let's say, book club, it's easy 
to have that be a place of hurt or stress. But what we're going to see today as we look through God's Word, as we really talk about key elements that go into sharing our story, sharing our testimony, as we dive deep into the process, I think what we're going to see along the way is that ultimately, doesn't matter if I write the words on a page or if I don't, our stories are not ours. Our stories belong to him, and sharing our story is really sharing his story that he is writing in us. Last week, not last week, last month in September, we did a theme on do-overs, and if you recall, Greg Diener and Krista Demedio, they did an amazing job sharing their stories. They were opening up like the, we call it the book of their lives. And when you listen to the ups and downs of their stories, they they shared the good, bad, and the ugly, right? The places that they celebrated what God was doing. They also shared very transparently from a raw place, um, the places where they failed, the places where they came from. And that, you're right, Laura, that is really scary. Think back to a time maybe in your childhood, particularly in your middle school and high school years where you answered a question and you spoke up about something that was important to you and and everybody turned and laughed or they criticized you or even a teacher not meaning to be insensitive but put down your idea Mm -hmm. and how the enemy begins to creep in there and say your ideas are stupid Mm -hmm. you know you don't have anything to say you are better off being quiet and i think of the enemy who wants to steal kill and destroy but The Father says, I've come to bring you life. The enemy, if he can silence you, silence a believer, in many ways he's winning. You know, if he can silence you through telling you that what you have to say is not important, it's not true, even if it happened to you, they say (laughs) it's not true, or if you speak up, what will other people say? And he'll immediately remind you of a time in the past where, you're kind of kicking yourself for opening up and and it wasn't received the way you thought it would be you know something that you were very proud of perhaps and you brought it up and other people just said it's not not really impressive they critiqued you and and those seeds got planted early on of of being quiet some people i think grow up in families where they still live with the children should be seen and not heard and so as an adult they live under this lie that your story doesn't matter. Nobody wants to hear from you. And and here we are, we're doing a whole podcast on you have a story to tell. Yes, yes so that's right. struggle with opening up in any way, whether it's just being transparent or speaking up anyhow, because of something that has happened from your past, you need to know that you're not the only one who feels that way. And if it's part of your story, then God's going to use it uh, as you surrender those stories to him, he will use it to encourage other people in their journey. I think of you and I, we both, in our testimonies, uh, we talked about feeling extremely insecure. You know, I was the kid in elementary school that held the book report paper in my hand and shook, shook, shook in front of the class. You know, I wanted to just throw up because I was afraid of what people would say about me. My testimony, you know, is all about that lack of identity. And and I'm not proud of those days. I'm not proud of how superficial I live, but it's part of my story about how God pulled me out of that. You definitely shared very transparently about the pain 
of walking through infertility, the loss of your father, your insecurities where you're, you told your story about your mom was paying people with candy to, to come be your friend <laughs> and play with you in the neighborhood. Yes. I mean, these are not, these are not our shining moments. And yet right. I'll bet there's somebody else who was listening to these stories going, <laughs> really? Seriously? Exactly. That's, that's where Laura Prano was at one day. It, it is very funny, Debbie. It really is. I think it just shows that, honestly, it shows a couple of things to me, just what you just said, is A, the enemy only has so many tools he can use. That's right. right? And so it, there are, especially for women, uh, most of us do struggle with some kind of insecurity, and he uses the same tool against all of us. And that's why we share our story. That's why we enter into these book clubs with other people, because we want to say what God has done to show that we've overcome things. But part of the story is that it doesn't take much to put you right back to where you were, right? So we have to stay constantly encouraging each other, constantly encouraged. It's a matter of which voice are you listening to? Yes. You know, are you listening to the Holy Spirit who speaks truth all the time? He can only speak truth. Or are you listening to uh, the enemy who can only speak lies? Yep. Right? Or peers, you know, we... Peers may mean well, but they're not always speaking the truth. They're coming from their perspective. Yep. So you need to really take stock on who are you listening to. I remember when um, I was going through that breakdown, I, I had been leading Bible studies. And um, then I I still, I was leading people even at that time, you know, that around those years where God was working in my heart. And I remember him him telling me to share my story of a breakdown and the other side of me going, you would be crazy to do that because mm. these folks are in a Bible study with you as a leader. Mm. You need to gain their respect. You need to keep their respect. If you open up, they are going to run out the door, pushing and shoving on who's going to get out first. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. and God just kept saying, this is not about you. This is about what right. I did in your life. And as I began to lower the walls, right, because they had, I had some mighty thick walls up to protect me, to protect quote, protect me. They really didn't. They just isolated me. Uh, as I began to lower the walls and become more transparent about the day in and day out ups and downs of learning how to follow the Lord, I discovered that people were drawn to that. And yep. Bible study actually grew, not because of this amazing teaching or anything, but they said you were real. Yes. You were just real. I, I yes. just started to become more, I was, like, what's that phrase? I want to be like an open book. Yes. Yes. That's right. right? That's Instead right. of just the book that looks nice on the shelf, I, I became an open book. And yep. gosh, when you throw some toddlers in the mix, you know, <laughs> the real you starts to come out pretty quickly. And I found that the places that the enemy had tried to silence me in shame and guilt, uh, and God said, put them in the light. Amen. Expose the light and let let people see what God has done. Yep. Amen. Through that. And then that transformation becomes your story. Amen. I love that you just said the, the phrase that you're an open book, right? We can be yeah. a closed book or we can be an open book. And honestly, as we think about book clubs today, uh, I am part of a book club right now. Now we do recognize that it is the end of 2020 and the book club that I joined at the beginning of 2020 looks a lot different than the book club that I joined, you know, that is today. Um, but there are, is a large group of us here in the neighborhood that I live in, and we have a book club on a monthly basis. Now, I do have to um, kind of confess that be an I an open have, book on this. I Laura. am going to be an open book on this, <laughs> Debbie. I've already shared with you that I have never read the book ever. 
<laughs> I feel very bad about that. I did read half of the book one time, and then it ended up that I wasn't able to attend that book club. But I, I have not read the book, but I still go to engage in the conversation, right? So I think about what a perfect book club would look like. And actually, if I were to develop a perfect book club, and, and possibly maybe I would read the book every time this time because it would be the genre that I chose, you know? Um, everyone has a different perspective and I just pictured very much like in my neighborhood because the book club here is amazing. Just a wonderful group of ladies coming together, sitting in somebody's home, um, engaging in good food and good community and good, you know, conversation. Now, I think my book club would probably have pizza, but I have to tell you, I live in the South now. And the one book club I went to, they had pimento cheese. I'm all about pimento cheese. So now my favorite book club would have pimento cheese. But I'm picturing people together sharing their souls, laughing a little bit, maybe crying a little bit, relating to each other as we go through this, this time together. Let's bring ourselves into that open book. Uh, the book club, if we are the book club, what does that look like, right, as we engage with other people in the story of our lives? Debbie, have you been to a book club before, and what would yours look like? Well, I'll be an open book, and I've never been part of a book club. <laughs> but mine would involve coffee, for sure. There you go. There you go. Um, I think, you know, I, when, I, when I think about uh, the idea of a book club, I have sat with so many friends one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. and actually talked about books that I've, I've been reading. I'm known for handing people a book or pulling up Amazon and sending them a book. Um, I've handed so many books out that I had to keep repeatedly buying them again for mm. myself. Mm. Until my husband finally said, stop giving them out, just buy them a book. <laughs> it doesn't make sense the way you're doing this. Right. So I think um, I think my book club tends to be more one-on-one. -on -one. So I, there, mm -hmm. right there is something to say. Book clubs can be very structured. And book club can be, if you're talking about telling a story or discussing perspectives, it can also be the other end of the spectrum where I, I actually read the book, Laura, and, yes. then, <laughs> and then I would just talk over coffee with a friend about the book. I love that, Debbie, because I think that, you know, as we get into uh, our, our chat today and we're going to talk about giving your testimony, we're all different right? Part of our story is that we all have different personalities and some of us are going to be the people that want to be out there with the book club or God's calling us to be out there sharing our story openly with, with more than one person at a time, right? Engaging in this conversation with a lot of people because that's the way he created us and the way he wants to use us. But there are also, I love your analogy there, every time we meet together and we start to share a book with somebody, it is a mini book club. You know, it is a book club where you are opening up um, a word and sharing with other people. One of the things that I love about the book club that I am a part of is, A, I do really enjoy uh, the community here. I love being part of this group of ladies. But one of the things that I love is as we go around the room, um, if we have read the book, we share who our favorite character is or what our favorite part of the story is, why we like the character, uh, would we recommend this book to a friend? Would we read it again? There's so many great thought-provoking questions. Uh, do we see ourselves in this book in one of the characters or whatnot? And nine times out of 10, there can be 17 or 18 women in the room and, and everybody has a different answer, right? Everybody has a different perspective. We do read a lot of historical fiction, which I, I do love that genre. 
And it's interesting because it it depends on uh, where you were raised, what kind of family you were raised in, uh, what nationality, like did your parents immigrate from Italy and it's, a, it's about a Europe, you know, a European book. Where we come from, the understanding that we have or the experiences that we've been through are going to give us a particular um, bent toward a particular genre or a particular book. So it's interesting, even when we share our stories, we have to encourage each other in the stories. We have to listen to everybody's perspective. And like you said about the teacher uh, saying something about the child when they raise their hand and has, have the comments, the grace that we need to extend rather than you know saying, well, that wasn't my favorite character because of that, or I never would have related to that because of that. The encouragement that we need to give to each other and the way we need to speak in love uh, is just so key because really the book club isn't for us, and we'll see this as we continue, the book club is not just for us to read a good book. It's not just for us to spend a couple hours with something in our hands. A book club brings us together, right? It creates community. It, it, it opens up conversation. And so it's interesting how uh, we will have so many different perspectives and yet we are all called, we're all reading the same thing. Right? It happens in life. It happens in our conversations, these small group meetings you're talking to about. And the things that are going on in our world right now, we have uh, different uh, perspectives and we need to have the grace that covers it all in order to keep us all walking in that spirit of love, uh, building community for the kingdom of God to keep it all focused on Jesus. Laura, you and I both love, love, love to teach the word of God in mm -hmm. a Bible study setting. And our style is very interactive, right? Lots yep. of discussion. Um, I know that that is the most important book that we love to speak about, Amen. right? The Word of God. Over the years, there's so many personalities that you've, that you've been describing that have come to Bible study. And I smile because there are women who don't think twice about raising their hand to speak up. And then there's that quiet person who has a depth of knowledge and insight but looks like a deer caught in the headlights. Mm -hmm. Like you say, you know, Mary Jo, what's your, what are your thoughts about this? And you look like you just traumatized them. Mm. And then to try to, to tell that woman that God wants you to share your testimony. God wants you to tell your story. All, all of the insecurity, mm. all the, I don't know how to do it. I don't speak eloquently like so-and-so. I don't know what I'll say. I'll say it wrong. And mix that with a past history of you don't know you don't have anything to say mm. right when someone mm. has spoken that over you so for that person who is sitting there going all right i'm hearing that you're telling me to tell my story i don't quite know how to do that it's rather daunting i don't know how to start i don't know what i'm allowed to say i don't want to sound like i'm clogging up the conversation and so it's just easier to be quiet because somebody else is going to be very vocal mm. and they're going to dominate the conversation. So we're, just to encourage that particular listener, your story is your story. You don't have to create something. You don't have to um, put fancy words on it because people, if they're not used to hearing you speak with fancy words, uh, then they're not going to believe you anyway. Just mm -hmm. speak from the heart. I think the best example would be a child. Mm. Tell me what happened. Mm -hmm. And their yes. personality is going to come out in the way they tell their story. They're yes. not worried about if somebody's going to believe me or not. They're not worried about if they look silly. 
Um, they'll have sound effects. I mean, it's working with kids. You get a pretty accurate description of what happens. I mean, I spent so many years teaching kids. Hey, how mm -hmm. was your drive to church today? Oh, I heard every bit of that mother's conversation in the car from the perspective <laughs> of, yes. of a seven-year-old. Yes. They're just telling their story. So that's what really a testimony is. It's not, it's not this fancy written out thing. What were you like before? What were, what were things that you struggled with? What were, uh, what, what was your heart like? You know, what were your emotions like? What were your relationships like? How did God intervene? What, mm. what did he do? And what is he doing today? Mm. Right? Continually, he's continually interacting with you. I mean, our stories about what we did this week are, are from this moment of time. Next week, somebody asked me what's going on. I'm not going back to the previous week. Mm, I'm talking right. about current things. What is God doing in your life? You So where were you like before? What was the encounter with God in this moment? What, what happened? And then where is he leading you? Where is yep. he taking you? I think of that phrase where a picture is worth a thousand words, right? And, yes. and there you may have a thousand words in your testimony, but if they don't line up to what people see mm. on the outside, yes. let yes, me tell yes. you which book they're going to read. Yes, that's They're right. going to read the picture book <laughs> over the, right. the written The movie book. version, that's right. So there's no need to try to make your life sound uh, super eloquent. People are watching anyway, yes. and yes. they'll probably shake their head and go, that's not the way I read the first story. <laughs> that's right. I think right. of Paul. Oh my goodness! Talk about a guy who flowed in telling his testimony. Mm. Uh, we're we're not going to go in depth on him today, but just a little bit of uh, he is an example of somebody who could plan ahead for a sermon, or he could be walking down the street, or he mm -hmm. could be chained in a jail talking to a jailer. You know, he just knew how to say. This is what I was like before. Yep. This is my encounter with Jesus, and this is who I am today. I mean, yep. think of, you're not really familiar with Paul. His background, he was a Pharisee who was feared by everybody, you know, who followed Christ. He, he was an expert in the law, and so he was referred to as a zealot. He made it his mission to find out where these Christians were, to arrest them, to kill them. He stood by while Stephen was stoned, and he just loved every moment of it. He was passionate. And so this early church family scared to death of this guy. Well, here he has a moment. He has a moment that's such an incredible um, in-your-face moment mm. with Jesus that there is no turning back, and he has a radical change in every area of his life. So now can you imagine... He's going to try to talk to the very same people who are afraid of him. You know, you wonder, would he, he can't just erase what happened before. Everybody knew about it. And yet, here's Saul turning to his name, turns to Paul, who is, he has a story that needs to be told. Amen. And, and I remember studying uh, Galatians at one point, Deb, and after Paul or Saul encounters Jesus, right? And his name is changed to Paul. He has a three year time where he just, uh, Jesus just downloads into him everything he needs to know. He comes out of that time and he's ready to start his ministry. And he goes out to, to start and to speak and to do what God has called him to do. And the disciples, the apostles, there were some who looked back and did not trust the change that had been worked in this man because they had seen who he was in the past. 
but other people's perspective on his story, where he had been, where he had come from, and what God was doing in his life now, even if it didn't look the way they thought it was going to look, God quickly showed those people the error of their ways and Saul or Paul kept going. There are going to be times in our lives where people are going to doubt the change when we come into a new place. And and that is easy. We all have failed, right? We all have failed people. There are times when we come out of it and maybe we haven't been trustworthy in the past, but our testimony is that we've encountered Jesus now and we get how important truth is and we're ready to be trusted now, right? For a, a a secret or or whatever it might be, somebody sharing something with us. And people might be a little hesitant because we failed in the past. When we have that testimony that we can say, I used to be, I know I had an encounter and I no longer am that way. We can keep going just like Paul. If Paul had said, well, God has changed me from the inside out, but this group of people just doesn't get it. They don't believe the change that God has worked on the inside. I'm going to go to another place in town. I'm going to leave Galatia. I'm going to leave this church. I'm going to go someplace else and figure things out. If he had gone through defeat because of what other people thought about him based on his past, he never would have gotten to the place where he was in the kingdom of God, writing all those past you know, scriptures that we quote all of the time. Paul was the man of faith and strength because God changed him, because he knew what God had worked in his heart. And he was bold to speak what God had done, and he kept on going. Eventually, just like you said, the fruit of his testimony started to be seen. The apostles and the disciples started to see what God was doing through his life, starting to see that what he spoke was lining up with what he was doing, and he started to speak powerfully about what God had done in his heart. He started sharing it with the church. In fact, it's interesting with Paul, like you just uh, alluded to, Paul was called to speak it to the what we might consider or he might have considered the least of these in small towns and speak the same powerful word about where God took him and where God was taking him to, to world leaders. He ended up at the end of the book of Acts speaking to the leaders of Rome, a place he probably never expected to be, and yet he powerfully shared his story. There is a place for each of our testimonies in the small and in the big. And you know what I get encouraged with? I hear a testimony like Paul's, or I hear other people sharing their testimony, and I look sometimes, Debbie, and maybe maybe you do too. I think we have a similar testimony for how we were raised. I don't have a, a, a Paul type of experience where where people might look and say, well, she was, but now she is. I, I, I tried to follow all the rules when I was in school. I tried to please and respect my mom and dad. I tried to follow the Lord, you know, in all the ways that I, I could as I was growing up. And so the transformation, my testimony is really something that happened on the inside that has been continuing to work on the outside in my life. But I I can't think that that is less of a testimony or less of a story. Maybe people uh, hear stories like Paul's and there's a wow, and maybe my story isn't a wow that they might uh, attribute to Paul's story, but there are so many people out there who are just like me, just like you. And to share my story, somebody else may say, that is exactly what brought me to Jesus too, or that is exactly what I struggle with because I was trying to be, you know, that person all the time. It gave me this incorrect perspe- uh, perception on God and, and that's how it led me here. And then, wow, 
that is a wow to that person, right? It's a wow on the inside, maybe not exactly um, what might be other people perceive as a wow. But I mean, you get what I'm saying. We share our story with whoever God leads us to share it with. And then we trust him with the work that he is going to do. He's given us this story. I think when we go back to that point that we made in the first uh, episode here, he wrote this story, right? He gave us the story. He created us specifically for this story. And it's not just to sit on a shelf. Whether we are introverts or extroverts, our story is to be just like Paul's, to be out there in the book club, sharing it with people that God appoints us to share it with. Um, yeah, I mean, Paul's testimony is just amazing. Well, I think the key is what are the components of a testimony? And I think there's a verse, there's a, a couple verses in 2 Corinthians 2, oh, sorry, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 to 5, that I'm going to read it, and then it's a great way to outline what do you put in your story? What do you put in your testimony? So 1 Corinthians 2, 1 to 5, and so it was with me, brothers and sisters. Okay, he's saying, this is my story. Mm. When I came to you, I didn't come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. Look, he's saying it right out there. I didn't come with fancy words. And I don't know about you, when I read the New Testament, I think Paul had a lot of fancy words. <laughs> and so in his estimation, he, exactly. didn't, he didn't think he was very fancy. Exactly. I'm like, if he's not fancy, what am I? I'm like, preschool book. Okay. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ. Amen. And him crucified. Amen. So come with humility. Come, not don't try to be somebody you're not. Right? And point everyone back to God. He goes, I, I came with just Jesus Christ and him crucified. Your testimony should focus on Jesus. Amen. If it focuses on you, then then you've shifted into just telling a story about your life versus what has God done in your life. Amen. It goes on and says, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. I think that's funny because I don't see <laughs> Paul as weak and trembling. Yes, so true. I mean, he was the one who was feared. And when you look at his life, he was, his zealousness prior to Christ and after Christ, I thought were pretty amazing. So again, his estimation of himself was really, was humility. Like, I, I'm coming to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. He goes, my message and my preaching they, again, this makes me laugh. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. Mm -hmm. How many sermons come out of Paul's teaching? Yes, yes. But with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Look, there is something in there about we can say anything, right? We can say anything, but if your life is not demonstrating the power of God working through you. People are not going to be convinced. Um, you know, they were, Paul could say about the power of Christ, uh, use lots of eloquent words. But then when he raised someone who was sick or dead, now everybody's listening. Mm. So now you mm. and I have not really, I've not ever prayed for someone, you know, who was dead and then they were alive. But in my own life, I used to be extremely uh, jealous. Mm -hmm. I was a very, because mm -hmm. I was insecure. Mm -hmm. And I no longer struggle with that anymore. Mm -hmm. Amen. But, you know, I'm not saying it's not an issue ever, 
Yeah. I'm not saying yep. that, but it's yep. not driving me. Yep. I used to be extremely afraid of what people thought. I'm just going to share a, a testimony of words and power. Okay. Yep. Be coming from somebody who used to be very, very preoccupied with what people thought about me. And so a lot of uh, people who've been in Bible study have heard this story before, but I'm just, I just want to share it. I'm going to be transparent. So you're back in the early days of when I started to have opportunities to go speak places, um, like other people's churches. Um, this is, was exciting. Uh, it, it was nerve wracking because, you know, I'm coming from a past where I want people's opinions to matter to me. And so I was invited to a church, and the women at that church were very uh, formal. I would even use the word stuffy. Mm. And and I did not really feel the warm, fuzzy welcome when I came. And I was instructed to not ask anybody uh, to read or to pray out loud or to answer a question. And if you're used to my style of teaching... None of that fits me, right? That's I'm, right. So I'm like, what exactly am I supposed to do? Just, just talk. Mm. So this was actually my first um, speaking engagement. So I actually brought a cute outfit because I thought I should look a little more professional. And uh, of course, I have I have acrylic nails. I had them then too. I had these big red fingernails. And so I go to speak, and the Holy Spirit told me very clearly, uh, put away your notes and share about your breakdown. And I'm thinking, you have got to be kidding, right? Because that's, I don't, these women don't really look or act like they like me already. And he says, don't worry about that. Just tell them your your story. Don't worry about what you put together. Be transparent. Be open about your story. So with fear and trembling. Yes, yes, yes. uh, Great fear and trembling. I'm kind of inwardly hoping I will never have to see these ladies again. Right. I, I began to share very openly about growing up in a similar background as them and, and being afraid. And I shared my insecurities. And right as I began to share, I my finger must have hit the podium funny or something, but my large red fingernail flew off <laughs> and landed in the lap of what I would call the grand poopa sitting oh, in the front. No. Right, right. She was looking at me down over her <laughs> spectacles with, with no. her hands hands on a cane. And I'm thinking, oh, oh. my word, my <laughs> nail is sitting on her lap. So I, I, at that moment, that was a demonstration of God's power in my own life. Because yes. for me personally, if that had happened prior to my breakdown, yes. I would have run out the door crying. Yes. But yes. I began to laugh. I began to have mm-hmm. joy. I ran around from the podium. I grabbed my nail and I said, I'm so sorry. I think you have something of mine. And I came back and I put it right on the podium, right in the front of my face. And I began to share with boldness. I love it. This boldness about how he had set me free of the fear of man, about looking like an idiot, right, when you're speaking. That as a speaker, you need to do everything perfectly. So now this red fingernail is showing. Yes. Looking at everybody, it's right there. Yes. But mostly at me. So when you speak about... Not just your words, Paul saying, not just wise and persuasive words, but a demonstration mm. of the Spirit's power. At that moment, mm. that fingernail for me, and then it translated to the ladies, was a demonstration of his power of setting me free. And at the end of this time where I'm not supposed to ask any questions or ask anybody to pray, I asked that lady yes. to pray, wow. and wow. she began to sob. 
Wow. And then it released, and this the Holy Spirit just softened the whole room, wow. and there wow. was this little line of people to come up for prayer. Wow. I mean, he changed it because he said, because I, I was willing to say, okay, I'm going to tell the story about wow. what you did, what wow. you did, God, in my life, and it, it opened up. Wow. It, op- it took the lid off of this Amen. You know, very private Congreg- it's just church congregation. Amen. So your story doesn't have to be fancy. And if fi- if fingernails go flying, it's okay. Yes. Just be yes, very yes. just be very open about what God is doing in your life. That's I also awesome. think this other thing strikes me too. I spent twenty years preaching in a women's prison around here, and I remember the chaplain saying something about the team. It wasn't just me; it was a team that would come from uh, our church group. She said, I really appreciate you ladies because a lot of people come through and all they do is teach about becoming a Christian. And that's gospel is the most important message. But she said, a lot of the gals here have already prayed to receive Christ as their Savior, but they don't know how to grow. And so part of your testimony is not, what was I like before? What did Jesus do and how I am now? I mean, frankly, I've been a Christian for most of my adult life. I need to know about how to grow. Yes. And that's what she said. Part of your testimony is, how were you two months ago? Yes. What were you struggling with? Yes. What did Jesus do? And how are you changing now? Yes, absolutely. You know, I think that's so key. It's it's often when people ask you to give your testimony. And I remember the first time I was asked to give my testimony was actually I shared my testimony at my high school graduation. It was the first time I was asked to share my testimony. And I immediately thought that meant I had to just share, and I don't mean just share like it's it's not enough, it's not adequate, but I would just share how I became a Christian. I had become a Christian probably three or four years before that. And I spoke to my youth pastor at that time who kind of led me through exactly what you just said. Definitely share how you found the Lord. You know, people need to hear that. But your testimony is an ongoing story. Where are you today and how did you get there? And how can other people who are in the place where you are also find hope through your story? I love um, the last part of the passage that you read, Debbie, from 1 Corinthians. It says, uh, in the NIV, it says, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. What was the purpose in Paul speaking and sharing and going through his journey? What was the purpose of your nail flying off? What was the purpose of your breakdown? What was the purpose of me dealing with infertility? What was the purpose of all of these opportunities that we have had to share our stories, to have our own little personal book clubs? What was the purpose? It was to strengthen somebody else's faith so that their faith wouldn't rest on human wisdom, but their faith would rest on God alone in God's power. And when that is the objective behind our testimony, we are going to be speaking life into people who have broken places, just like other people shared their testimony and it spoke life into our broken places as well. When somebody shares their testimony, I find it hard not to be saying out loud all the time, amen, that's right, nodding my head, because you relate, you connect to people who are sharing their testimonies. It speaks life into you. Now, what if we were to, just some practical steps, you feel like it's it's time to share your testimony. You feel like God has done something in your life. It may be something that he has spoken to you through this podcast. It may be something you heard at church. It may be the way God is working it on you in the inside, or it could be, you know, a healing or whatever it looks like. And you know that God has put on your heart. It's time to start speaking out to one people or a few uh, what God has done in your story. 
how do you share your testimony? There's a couple of things, again, relating it back to a book club. You know, how do you prepare before you speak? Now, there are times where we have the opportunity to prepare, like when I was in high school. And then there are opportunities that we'll talk about in a minute where the Holy Spirit just springs it on you. Here it is. It's time to speak, right? Um, but how, how do you prepare? I think the way that we prepare for our book club, for sharing our testimony, is certainly wrapped around prayer. But because we don't know when those encounters are always going to be happening, um, we just need to be prayed up. We just need to be prayed up. You know, that's why we run to the Lord in the morning. That's why we go and, and get our spiritual fill for the day, our manna for the day, because we want to be prepared to share um, what he has for us to share. I think the second thing is when you think about having a book club, not that like the lady who hosted the book club so beautifully here before COVID that I attended, um, wow. I mean, her house was was beautiful. Her, the food was amazing. She had prepared for this moment where a story would be shared. Then she invited the people that were needed to be invited to this particular meeting. Pray out, search out God who would you like me to share this story with? What what venue am I supposed to share this story in? Is it, a, is it an over coffee? Is it a face-to-face? -face? Is it maybe three or four people together in a, in a small group? It doesn't, our story, I think that's important too. Parts of our story aren't for everyone. And God will highlight who the particular part of the story is for at that specific moment. But ask God to highlight, who am I supposed to share my story with? Who, Lord, are you desiring to take this story in order to strengthen someone's faith in your power, right? As opposed to just, I'm just going to go out and tell everybody about what's happened. Who specifically is it for? Um, you know, find a place, prepare something. We, we have food at, at book clubs. Really, the testimony is the food when you have a book club like this. You're feeding somebody else's soul, your story, the word of God, something that they are going to grasp on chew on and be fed by uh and then really going into it as you're prayed up with some patience some gentleness some listening uh humility like you already shared not jumping to conclusions in other people's stories we always have that opportunity just like i talked about with my book in the very beginning where we might share our story and somebody else might not be uh, affected or impacted in the way we think, right? It could go in a way that we weren't expecting where somebody doubts our story or misunderstands our story or feels attacked because of our story. We want to always come at everything in, in an era or a, an aura of great love, right? Of, of great gentleness um, because our story is not going to become be effective if it goes out without love. It's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. Paul, right, says in 1 Corinthians 13, you know, we can tell our story. We can have the greatest book club on the planet. But if it's not covered in love, it's just a, a, a clanging gong, right? It's just a noisy symbol. We want to be people that when we share our stories in our book clubs, it's a sweet sound. It's a, an inviting sound. And it's a sound that focuses back to the Lord. Yeah, I, well, I just like food. <laughs> so I could make this example with food. You know, there's times where you have a dinner party coming and you make a menu. And there's a lot of thought and preparation in that. And then there's the relaxed thing of you look at each, each other and go, hey, what do you have in your fridge? Why don't we come over? I have no idea what's in my fridge, but you can use my house. And the the food sampling ends up being pretty decent. Right. But it's real relaxed. It's very spontaneous. And I think if we're sharing our testimony like that, 
there are times where there's a lot of preparation in what you're going to say and those moments that are just coming up right in front of you. Second Timothy 4.2 says that. I'm going to read to you from the Passion. Proclaim the word of God and stand upon it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Rise to the occasion and preach when it's convenient mm-hmm. and when it is not. Amen. Preach in the full expression of the Holy Spirit. Remember, it's the power of the Holy Spirit behind your testimony with wisdom and patience as you instruct and teach the people. Amen. I look at Jesus. Jesus spoke a lot. of He he had a lot of conversations. He had sermons on the mount, right? But he also walked and talked, and he, he was engaged one person at a time as he shared his story. And where did his story come from? A hundred percent from his father because he didn't say anything that was apart from the father. So I think sometimes we don't speak up because we think it's supposed to be a really fancy event. And it's, it's not, it's people are going to relate to you better. They're going to listen better. If you just share what God has done, keeping the focus on what he has done in your life. Nobody Nobody can argue with your testimony. I think that's the piece that's so important. It, it's just being transparent. Nobody mm-hmm. can say that didn't happen to you. It's like the man that was healed. He was born blind and now he's not blind. And they're challenging his story. And he's like, look, I don't know who the yes, guy was right. that healed me. But but not too long ago, I couldn't see. And now I can right. see. Right. So that's his story. Nobody could argue as much as they couldn't stand Jesus. Yes, couldn't, yes. They couldn't argue uh, about, you know, about what had happened. I think, why is the enemy so against us speaking our story? Because Jesus looks good. Mm. God looks good in the testimony of what he's mm. done in, in our lives. Mm. It, it, he, God knows that when we share our story, we have the blessing of getting the perspective of other people. You know, that's, it, that's healthy. We live in a very me-focused culture Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very me focused and so you've not walked in other people's shoes it's important to ask the questions Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. truly listen Mm -hmm. and to appreciate and affirm yeah your story i don't understand it but wow what a journey my heart goes out to you i don't know how you feel but thank you for sharing it helps us to gain sensitivity to other people's um perspective and when you do that relationships can blossom that's right you know relationships grow when they're based on a common ground and the and sharing a story can do that i think too as the more you're transparent about where i was before what jesus has done where he has brought me it brings hope and this we live in a culture we live in a world where there are so many people dying for hope they they mm-hmm. just need it they have no hope and so the the possibility of them gaining some hope from your story and going, would he do that for me? Yes. Would that work for me? And the kingdom of God can increase. Yes. Because he, because he is getting his word out there through us. I mean, it's why he's called us to speak. It's why he gives us gifts, not to sit at home and just stare at them, but to, to be able to use them to reach out to other people. I love what, again, our favorite Paul says in <laughs> Philippians 1, 18, the important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, that Christ is preached. Amen. And because of this, I just rejoice. Amen. At the end of the day, it comes down to, 
is Jesus's name the center? And that's important. That's a takeaway. If my sharing my story is about, hey, this is this is just what happened to me, and I just give the facts, and it never points to Jesus. Amen. It's not really a testimony of value. Amen. It's just telling facts of what's happened. When it points to Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit comes in and, and transforms lives. Yep. Yep. Amen. That's right. That's right. You know, there is there's so much power in our testimony. I think that's really a perfect way to wrap it up here. Uh, we want our testimonies to be Christ preached and when Christ is preached. Right. It says in Revelation twelve eleven, just to close up, that we def- that they defeated the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. If their testimony is the times when we have Christ preached, then we will defeat the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It's really what it all comes down to. We get to rejoice in what God is doing, and any work that the enemy has against us is defeated and destroyed. Our testimonies have power. They point people back to Jesus, and and we can't uh, diminish or think that our story is not important. Debbie, I think that's just the, the final note for this month full of, of episodes about our stories. God gave us our story for a powerful purpose. It is now, you know, thinking about being a steward of things in the Bible. We are stewards of our story and we get the opportunity to steward it well. And like you just said, the kingdom of heaven grows through stories that are stewarded well as more and more people are appointed to Jesus, find him, and really uh, just another soul is gained into the kingdom. So we want to thank you today for being part of this story in the past four weeks. It has certainly been a joy to have what we might equate the whole series uh, to is a book club because we've talked about chapters and character development and we're grateful for the way that god continues to shape our story here on this podcast and we are so grateful for those of you who are on this journey with us you know this story is not just ours it's your story too and what god is working in our life through this story and he's working in your life through the story is all to point back to him. So we just thank him uh, for what he has done this month. We thank him for each of the stories he's written. And our prayer as we go out from this place is, like Deb just read, that we would all be ready to preach in season, to share our story in season and out of season, so that he will get the glory and the kingdom will grow. Thank you for being a part. If you need prayer for anything, you know we're here for you. You can contact us um, through Facebook. Beyond Women's Conference is our um, our tag there. You can certainly contact us there, and we'd love to message you back. Or you can contact us at beyondwomensconference at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thanks for being a part. We love you guys. We appreciate you, and we are praying for you. God bless you. We look forward to next week when we start a brand new series uh, that we will let you know about real soon. We're heading into the armor of God. We'll let you know more about that as we get closer. But um, God bless you. We can't ready wait to be standing firm with you as we head into November. God bless you. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care, everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more. 